This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. It's Kelly and Ramia. Thanks for tuning in. We're here two hours a day, every weekday, with a variety of conversation. You can check us out on AMI-tv, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, live, or 4 p.m. Eastern Time for the first airing on AMI-audio, and of course, whenever you want, on demand, on your favorite podcast platform. I'm Ramia Amadan with Kelly McDonald. Time to step into the world as we get into a conversation involving uh, health and wellness with Francis Wong. Hello, I'm Frances Wong, and I invite you to join me as we explore topics of health and wellness so that you can make the best choices for you to live an informed and radiant life. Yeah, I remember telling my new doctor, well, not so new now, when she said, what would make you more comfortable to come to the doctor? Because people get into this, oh, yeah, I know I got to go, I got to go and putting it off. And I said, just, you know, honest conversation and you know, just feeling comfortable, not so intimidated. So good luck figuring that out. But, you know, far as I know, nobody I know really likes to go to the doctor, whether it's for reasons like that, or of course, maybe not hearing something you want to hear about. But sometimes doctor appointments cannot be avoided. If you've been in an accident, or if there's something bothering us that we can't pinpoint, like a rash on our skin, let's say, we may be told that we need some sort of scan to see if we can diagnose the situation better. Now, this brings us to the topic, Francis, of CT scans and MRIs. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you, Kelly? Awesome. Glad to have you with us today and getting into this very interesting discussion. Um, I'm curious, Francis, what brought us to the table here with this talk? Uh, well, actually, um, today's chat is around the theme of self-love and self-care since mm. Valentine's Day is just around the corner. And this came up actually for me because I've had a really long-standing shoulder issue, probably from a childhood injury that I decided that I really needed to look into. And I'd already done physio and other things over the years that didn't, that didn't really seem to help it. So that's how we got to today. Wow. Mm. That's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah. And for our listeners, can you explain the difference then? Because you're talking about these tests that you got to do imaging to help understand what happened with your shoulder. The difference between CT scans and MRIs and what they're used for. Yes, so let's start with CT scans or CAT scans. CT stands for computed tomography and CAT scan, scan stands for computerized axial tomography. So they're similar to an x-ray, but go further than that by combining x-rays with computer technology. So we're able to get detailed images of the inside of the body, including bones, muscles, fat, organs, and blood vessels. CT scans can also be done in preparation for surgeries, and sometimes they may use contrast dyes so that it's easier to locate abnormalities. All right, that's great. Um, I'm kind of curious, uh, when we look at things, what does it look like? And we look at the differences between CT scan and you know uh, MRIs, MRIs, what they're really used yeah. for. 
Right. So MR stands for magnetic resonance imaging, and it's also used to create detailed images of organs and tissues in the body. One of the main differences that it differs from CT scans is that it doesn't rely on x-rays. Instead, it's an interesting technique that uses a magnetic field, as noted in the name of the procedure, and computer-generated radio waves to create those images. MRI machines are actually large magnets shaped into a tube that the patient slides into. I find it quite interesting as to how it works. So we're made up of billions of atoms and the human body is also mostly made up of water. So it's convenient that the MRI machine focuses on the hydrogen atom. Basically these atoms randomly spin and go in many directions, but the magnetic field of the MRI machine forces these atoms to line up. So you have this radio frequency current that is then pulsed through the body and pushes the atoms out of the original position. And then when the current is turned off, the atoms return to their original position. But while doing so, the atoms will release the energy that they absorbed by their radio frequency pulses and in turn give off a signal, which is then used to create those cross-sectional images of the body. Ah. So essentially, the images that are taken are actually distributions of the hydrogen atoms in the body fluids present. Mm. I mean, it's good to know all this because up until this point, I just know that people are terrified of MRA machines and have and to really work it's called the them. magnet. Yeah. <laughs> have to work themselves up to, um, to get into one of these. How does a doctor or a medical professional determine which type of procedure is the best one to use for this imaging? Yeah, so one of the benefits of using any of these procedures, whether it's an X-ray or CT scan or an MRI, is that they are not invasive. So you don't have to go in for surgery or a biopsy mm. to determine what the problem is. So if you, a doctor wants to get a closer look at the injury that you have, the type of imaging is going to depend on the type of injury that you have. For example, X-rays are great for problems with bones, um, X-rays are going to show you such things as dislocations and misalignments. They're quick to do and easily accessible. There are a lot of medical imaging centers that offer X-rays. However, um, it works um, by sending radiation through the body, and then any area with high levels of calcium, such as your bones and teeth, will block that radiation and show up as white on the image. Soft tissues don't block radiation, so they show up as a gray or black um, in the image. And then for this reason, if you have a soft tissue injury, it's likely not to show up on your x-ray, so your doctor will probably recommend a different procedure. One downside of x-rays is that the image is only in 2D. Now, a doctor may recommend a CT scan to help diagnose disease or injury, um, especially internal injuries, for example, from a car accident or other types of trauma, where a CT scan can help reveal internal injuries or internal bleeding. Because the CT scan can show nearly all parts of the body, it can also be used to help plan medical, surgical, or radiation mm. treatment. So sometimes okay. it's used to monitor effectiveness of certain treatments such as cancer treatment. So it's not just always done after an injury. It can also be kind of used sort of preventively in for planning for uh, treatment. Um, and then a doctor may recommend an MRI if the issue is related to the brain or spinal cord. MRIs are useful for diagnosing things such as strokes, tumors, brain injury from trauma, multiple sclerosis, and more. MRIs are also good for examining the heart and blood vessel. The MRI can show things such as the size and function of the heart's chambers, and even the thickness and the movement of the walls of the heart. That's pretty amazing Very if detailed. you think about it. Yeah. 
because in yeah in the old days there wouldn't be a way to look at someone's heart until after they had died pretty much um, yeah. and yeah. and then if there is damage or inflammation or blockages in blood vessels this can show up as well and then okay. MRIs yeah they cover a lot of the other organs like kidneys liver spleen pancreas ovaries and prostate so the use is quite wide ranging um, in my case, it was used for the purpose of looking at my shoulder joint. Um, since MRIs can show joint abnormalities due to repetitive injury, torn cartilage, and ligaments. And sometimes they also uh, may recommend injecting a dye so that the contrast is clearer in the image. Mm -hmm. That's the same for CT scans as well. Right. Yes. Yeah, the, yes. they, the contrast. Yeah. It's amazing um, when you think about these and how, how great, how many different things. I mean, obviously, one of the downsides, the cost of machines so that they're yes. not everywhere where they're really needed. What other pros and cons uh, are there of the CT scan or the MRI scan? Yeah, so everything has pros and cons, but when it comes yeah. to CT scans, the plus uh, is that the image will be better than an X-ray as you're supplementing it with computer technology. It's also pretty quick to do, maybe about 10 minutes, and it's relatively cheap. On the downside, the person is being exposed to radiation from the X-ray, so you really want to limit having to do a CT scan unless you really need to. So thinking about you don't really necessarily want to expose your brain to having that kind of radiation if possible. Mm. Having done an MRI, I think that it's pretty amazing. One of the biggest pros, of course, is that there is no radiation exposure since x-rays are not being used, but the images can still be super clear and in 3D. One of the downsides um, is that it does take a lot longer to take these images, anywhere from half an hour to an hour, depending on what is being looked at. And the machine, surprisingly, can be loud even when headphones are provided. It's really expensive, and because it's expensive, as you mentioned, uh, Kelly, it's not nearly accessible to everyone in the country just because you're not going to be able to find a machine just on any side street corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of always, I hear that and how much we celebrate, especially when there's donations or something that allow a, a community to get one because the hours and waiting, and sometimes in some places such as Toronto, Vancouver, Montreal, the big cities, you're going at one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock yes. in the morning to get these things. Oh, gosh, yeah. And and you always hear it being a sports fan, you know, so-and-so is going to have an MRI and you think, how the heck does he get one? To oh, he's part of the major league team. So you right. kind of see the little bit of, I don't want to say unfair, but when I hear of people, especially people dealing with cancer and things like that, and you just say, get them in there. Um, so it really something else. And uh, I think so as a big guy, Francis, I'm going to add to your list, getting inside if you're claustrophobic in general, let alone if you're a bigger person, mm -hmm. that can be a bit of a challenge too, but they do what they can to mitigate that. Yes, that is, that is definitely true. Yeah, I, um, I do wonder about the priorities, definitely, you know, with experience of family members who've needed uh, CAT scans as well as MRIs, but also just we have so many conversations about the medical system, right, and triaging and prioritizing and definitely, you know, with the understanding of how expensive these machines are, but also with the understanding that so many people need it, not just as an initial thing or as a planning uh, for surgery, like you said, Francis, but also to keep track of things, right? Growing tumors, mm -hmm. shrinking tumors, like these are phases. Yeah, yeah. phases and stages yeah. that you constantly need to keep in touch. And so all you're really living with is the fear and the limbo until you get this images, right? And then you get the process after where somebody checks them out and then the appointments. So the waiting game feels so much longer without the access to this or immediate access to these um, uh, procedures. 
and, and machines. But Francis, as going back to your kind of intention around this, which started with your personal experience, how was it for you, your experience with the MRI? Yeah, so I found the process pretty straightforward. Um, the radiographer asked me multiple questions. Um, this is something that they do whenever anyone goes in. They just make sure that you're the right person, the right birth date, um, and then whether I had any body piercings or if I was wearing any jewelry or watches. Right. They give you this list of instructions beforehand, but of course, when you're about to get into the machine, they double check. Um, they also will ask if you have a pacemaker or if you've had any exposure to metal in your eyes from something mm -hmm. like metal or sheet metal work or well and mm -hmm. the reason that they ask these questions are uh, is because that magnetic field is so strong in the scanner that you can get injured when they're pulled towards that magnet. So the same goes for something that you might not even think about, sports underwear that may have that metallic anti-sync fiber like silver nanotechnology. Oh my. People have been known to get burns from wearing this type of fabric when it heats up. So, you know, you want to make sure that you're wearing only cotton. Um, and as far as, um, as you can tell from what I described, uh, MRIs are not suitable for everyone. So if you have a pacemaker, certain situations, you cannot do it. Um, I know that for certain imaging, um, they may ask you to fast or not drink at all for a few hours before the MRI. And I know, um, Kelly, you mentioned about being, you know, maybe claustrophobic. Um, if you have that, um, you can let the doctor know ahead of time so that they can give you an anti-anxiety medication before you oh. take um, the session so that it be to take before you go into the session. But other than the noise or the cold room, it was very, very cold. I didn't find it <laughs> scary or anything. In fact, it's kind of almost embarrassing because I almost fell asleep during the session. I was just wow. focusing Good. on my breathing. Yes. Um, and apparently it's something that's not a rare thing. Like people actually doze off uh, during their huh. sessions sometimes. So I did like, that noise. No, it's just like a drilling sound when they when they move it. It's just the machine kind of moves. You're shifted along inside the machine, so yeah. you're kind of shifted in and out, uh, up and down a little bit. Um, and then you'll hear this. Like, it's like a. It almost sounds like a drilling tap 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 kind of sound. It's mm. like a really fast sound. I think it's when they're taking images, or I'm not sure what it is. Maybe the magnets doesn't hurt, so you don't need to worry about right, that. Right. It's just really really loud. Um, yeah, so it's just very, very loud, and you they, you need to kind of sometimes hold your breath so that they can take the image, so things aren't moving around um, when they're taking the images. So they take many, right. many, many images. Yeah. yeah so my, that was wow. my experience, and yeah, and it turned out that my everything came back fine. So hey, well, I guess really falling good. asleep is better than being like I'm out of here because there's people who <laughs> legit can't handle it and they who's can't. left. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I fell asleep, Francis, like you in the MRI machine. I was there doing a, a, stu a study for the University of Western Ontario, and I dozed off. But then I woke up and I got this <laughs> terrible thought of, it'd be terrible to be in this machine in the basement of this building if there was a big, massive earthquake. Oh, my gosh. And the building came down. Mine goes Man. the worst. Yeah, it did, too. Francis, well, appreciate the topic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did, and have, have lived to do it again, and <laughs> probably will again. Francis Wong, appreciate it. Thank you. And Francis joins us bi-weekly to talk wellness opposite our nutrition segment with Julia Carantius. After the break, we're going to hopefully get into a conversation we wanted to last week. We're talking to co-founder Daniel Woodrow of the Underground Comedy Railroad Tour. This is uh, aiming to create opportunities and introduce the voices of black Canadian comedians to audiences abroad. We're really looking forward to what they got in store. We'll be right back. It's Kelly and Ramia. Keep it here for more of Kelly and Ramya on AMI-tv. Hi, 
I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.